0: In this episode of Full Nerd, GeForce RTX 4090 review and a nook you might actually want to buy, DIYer. Welcome to episode 233 of the Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And Adam Patrick-Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal.
1: Yeah, we're we're ready. Uh, we're ready for for all the reviews. Before we get to uh, Brad's big forty ninety review, the new Steam hardware survey uh, had just come out, and you know, uh, surprise, surprise, the GTX ten sixty continues to hold on. Uh, but I, I did see a I think it was an article over at Tom's Hardware talking about how if you combine the thirty sixty laptop and the thirty sixty. I don't know why you would do that because they're two different parts, but if you did, then the 3060 takes the top crown uh, between those
2: two. Yeah, I saw that too, but... If <laughs> you combine 1060
1: 60... mobile with that, does that...
2: Yeah, that's what I was going
1: to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, 1060 mobile, wow, huh. I'm actually not seeing 1060 mobile on here, so... Uh, well, my laptop you know...
2: still has a 1060 mobile in it, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and I think...
0: People also have to realize that it's all warped, too, because you had two years of essentially unavailability, unavailability of GPUs for most people. So the fact that anything else has moved up is somewhat impressive, I guess. But I would expect, I would, what, you give it like 12, to 24 months before it sort of like normalizes.
1: Well, no I mean, idea. One, one thing to take from this, though, is that if you look at it, it's the 1060 at 6.94%, 1650 at 6.32%, 2060 at 5.19%, 1050ti at 4.91, 3060 laptop at 4, 3060 at 3.52 1660ti 2.57 1660 super 1050 so a- anyway the i mean the the top 10 are all 60 and 50 class cards uh yeah <laughs> and people
2: say the branding doesn't matter
1: <laughs> yeah the the closest one is uh 30 3070 at 2.33% uh so 3070 30, 30, represent and then 3080 looks to be down here like what sp- spot 14 maybe uh so at at one point six nine percent.
0: Yeah, I also want to point out. I think Jared over at Tom's Hardware has had issues with uh, the Steam Survey too for a long time because it's not really, it's not really scientific in any manner, and it is purely random. You know, there is a way to manually invoke it. Uh, I even wrote a story about that and how to invoke the the Steam Survey, but you don't really know what the numbers actually represent. I would I've always actually tried
1: to get it from other
0: vendors because they have their own surveys but they they keep them in. they keep that the that information internal unfortunately
1: i i i would still be uh, i mean it still doesn't surprise me that the i mean even if you take it with a grain of salt you can imagine that most people out there gaming are gaming on uh 60 and 50 class cards so i think yeah that's that's probably i mean
0: i mean but also again that comes down to you know when the survey was done and
2: yeah if, it's it's definitely not precise data uh exact science but it's the closest thing we have
0: <laughs> yeah although you know it's always fun to look at too I, I like to look at it but i also think that um you know it's it's not exactly a secret that the vast majority of a worldwide audience is not buying one thousand six hundred dollar graphics cards, even if it's actually worth it, maybe,
1: right, Speaking of which, 4090 Mm -hmm. reviews, well, actually, I should clarify, 4090 Founders Edition review embargo hit this morning, so... Brad, you've been busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Yep, I have been
2: busy. Uh, It was a holiday for Gordon and Adam yesterday, but not for me. Uh, (laughs) But it was worth it. Uh, It was worth all the hours. It's always worth all the hours, but it's actually a graphics card that, like... Sixteen hundred dollars is ridiculous. Most people should not buy a sixteen hundred graphics dollar graphics car whatsoever. Same way you shouldn't buy a Lambo, but people buy Lambos. There's a market for them. There's a market for this, and the RTX 4090, like kicks button takes name. It smashed kicks button takes. You know what I'm saying? I have not got much sleep. Uh, yeah, it rocks. Uh, so this is the first. It utterly, utterly smashes the 3090 in every possible way. There are, I didn't wind up having time to reconfigure my benchmark charts to include 0.1% load times in my review, but uh, I took all that data and there's a lot of cases where the 49ers 0.1% load times are higher than the average frame rate for the 3090. Like, the worst (laughs) stuttering for the 4090 is better than the best performance for the 3090. It's (laughs) it's that fast. Uh, So (laughs) it's, like, so ridiculously fast that if you use it for anything but 4K gaming, like, you'll often hit either a CPU or an engine bottleneck. uh, It is that fast. Uh, This is the first graphics card that can, in most games, max out a high refresh rate 4K monitor. Uh, the 3090 will get you no compromises, 60 frames per second. Uh, on 4K, this will do a, hit 120 hertz a lot of the time. More than 120 wow. hertz, depending on the game. Uh, and that's with everything cranked on. And that's not uh, even with
1: DLSS, right?
2: That's not with DLSS. <laughs> I'm just talking pure gaming performance at this point. Uh, some older games, like DirectX 11, the uplift's not quite as good. Uh Esports games, I tested CSGO and Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it ran into it an engine limitation or CPU limitation for Rainbow Six Siege. So the 1440p and 4K data are the exact same because it's that much faster than everything else out there.
1: And, and just so people know, what, what CPU were you pairing it with? Uh, the 5900X.
2: So... You know, a very high-end CPU still. Now, Obviously not a 7950X, but still faster than 95% of folks out there.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and we're still, even with that, uh, for the first time I can remember in G- games that are typically GPU-bound, uh, I'm seeing it CPU-bound in some games like Ge- Gears Tactics, the 4090, because it's just so fast that even at 4K Ultra, the CPU has troubles keeping up. Uh, in traditional gaming performance, a bunch of games wind up about 55% faster than the 3090. Uh, but it goes up from there. That's like the baseline for most games. Uh, I've seen performance increases up in the high 60%, seventies percent Hitman 3 was the biggest outlier, and it was 83% faster than the 3090 at 4K. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kicks button, takes names. And that's all just traditional raster performance. Uh, when it comes to ray tracing, uh, this is also the first card that makes ray tracing truly feel viable. <laughs> uh, there's always the big debate. Typically, you know, you turn on ray tracing and it sends performance, you know, plummeting. Uh, so that's why they've been paled with upscaling technologies like DLSS forever. Uh, this card in most games... You'd have to play with the settings some, but you can play on ultra-graphic settings with ray tracing enabled and usually not even have to turn on DLSS and get 60 sec- frames per second or more. So, nice. like, it has new third-gen ray tracing cores and fourth-gen tensor cores, and they're a huge improvement over uh, what came before. AMD is going to have a lot of work to catch up. Intel's ray tracing supremacy crown lasted
1: a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and, and AV1 crown, but uh, yep, digress. that's a good point too. <laughs> uh, so
2: a really cool thing is that this has two AV1 encoders in it. So you know, Intel also came out with AV1 encoding first. We had Epo's Fox do a really cool explainer about that for the Intel Art Cards 4090s, and all of there, I believe. I think it's just stock to uh, Ada. It has two AV1 encoders in it. And uh I didn't get too far into content creation performance because I only had time to do gaming performance. But uh Epos Fox, you know, the stream profession here on YouTube, he's actually working on an article for us about content creation performance. And he has a rad video of his own up today. Go check that out.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, it's 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 good. Uh the the question uh I have to ask is uh but it, it's hot and it's power hungry, Brad right? Did you just melt down your house? Yes. What was the power no, supply you not. were using? Uh,
2: I actually upgraded. Corsair sent me uh, I had an EVGA 1000 watt one before. Corsair SPF HX 1500 I I believe it's, it's number is. The, their fancy 1500 watt one. one. Hmm. Uh, and they also sent me a uh, cable. One of their optional $20 cables that has the 16 pin connector on it. The new 16 pin connector which this card uses. Oh, uh, so you, if your the,
1: the GPU you used is ATX 3.0, or does it just have the it's, 12 volt sense, high power? It
2: sends stuff. It has the 12 volt high power thing.
1: Uh, the
2: PSU I have is not ATX 3.0. It has uh, the 12 okay. volt high power. It, it'll be compatible with it. But uh, Nvidia ships an adapter in the box. Uh, it's really janky and ugly looking. Like <laughs> this card is beautiful. It's big. It's wonderful. It's sixteen hundred bucks. If you have a decent power supply, you need at least a 850 watt power supply to run this thing. Uh, I highly recommend spending 20 bucks and getting one of those nicer cables like the one Corsair sent me because the adapter comes out and it connects to uh, four 8-pin power connectors, so it just looks like a big, gnarly, spidery mess. So, <laughs> that, that's my one aesthetic flaw I could say about this card. Uh, it does use more power. Uh, it not that much more power than the 3090 did in our specific uh power test but yeah fears of this thing being you know a nuclear reactor were very much overblown which is why you should never get too worked up until you see things in your hand (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean
0: uh, they're they're... good no you can go ahead no, I was going to say, I, I think I was looking at a, a, a video, a GamersX's video, Steve did some testing. Steve and crew did some testing on power transients, and it was definitely better controlled. You remember NVIDIA made some claims that uh, 40 series, the transients, which were an issue on high-end 30 series cards, were better tightly controlled, and it looks like that seems to be true. So although they do call out specifically that you, you know, that you, an ATX 3.0 power mm-hmm. supply, etc., which is made to address transients. You don't really need it. If you were fine with 30 series, you'll be fine with 40 series, it looks like.
2: Yeah, that's an important point. That's a good thing to call out because people have been seeing this 12 BH power, whatever. Yeah,
0: 12 volt there? high power.
2: Yeah, 12 volt high power uh, slot on the 4090 and thinking uh, ATX 3.0 is required. It is a thousand percent not. Uh, yeah. It works just fine with a standard four-pin power connector plugged into that fugly adapter.
1: I mean, right. on, honestly, uh, I think it's just like a a wiring kind of thing, you know, to to be able to be like, oh, wow, it's it's a lot cleaner of a run if it's just <laughs> one cable. But I mean, you would think maybe that there's that having those sense pins in there could help, you know, with other problems. I guess I I don't know. It, yeah, it'll it's yeah. just
2: built for the future. It's as that's the. Theme, really, pardon me, One second.
0: <clears throat> yeah. There's actually intelligence built into the the 4-pin, uh, by the way. The 4, four eight pin connectors, there's actually intelligence where they can sense, you know, what it's plugged into.
2: Yep. And it does behave differently because it comes, the adapter has 4 slots for 4 power cables. You only need to plug in 3. Uh, 4 is if you want it to boost higher, do overclocking and stuff. Uh, okay. But if you only plug in 3 and plug in 4, if you look at how it's behaving, like it does identify and behave differently, depending on how many power connectors you put in. Uh,
0: yeah, I think 3 takes it to four, uh, 450, right? So it's 150 watts per yeah. A-Pin. So. Yep. Uh,
2: the other thing, DLSS 3, obviously. Uh, the ray tracing and the tensor cores by themselves with DLSS 3 are both improved so much that, like I just said, this is the first card that makes... Ray Trace gaming feel viable. But DLSS 3 is still in its early preview stages. But what they're offering so far, uh, it's like really, really cool. But there are some interesting caveats to it. Uh, It's incredible technology. So basically DLSS 3, what it does, most people who watch the show probably already aware of it. But uh, it uses the Tension cores and basically does a fully AI-generated frame and puts them every other frame. So every other frame, you have your traditional GPU rendered frame, of which the GPU is only rendering a quarter of it actually, because DLSS super resolution upsamples that. And then the next frame is all fully, it takes all the motion vectors and the way everything's moving on the screen and puts AI frames in between every other frame. So it sends frame rates freaking flying. Uh, I tested a pre-release version of DLSS 3 coming to Cyberpunk, and uh, 4K native, like with no ray tracing or anything, Uh, it got 77 frames per second, which already smashes the 3090. Uh, You turn on our ray tracing with ultra settings, it brings it down to 42. Uh, If you turn on DLSS 2, just the super resolution, not the frame generation thing, it pops up to 87 frames per second but if you turn on dlss 3 it gets all the way up to 138 frames a second so it goes from 42 frames per second with nothing on to uh all the way up to 138 frames per second with dlss 3 on uh for context the 3090 with dlss on and ray tracing ultra only gets 48 frames a second so this is 100 frames per second faster than that
0: and what is that Again?
2: That's 4K. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it, because they're AI frames, like uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator has a hard CPU bottleneck. It always stops at 60 frames per second. Uh, this essentially doubles that because it puts those AI frames between every other one that the CPU doesn't even touch. So running it at 4K, Microsoft Flight Simulator, you get 60 frames per second, 60 to 65 natively. Turn on uh, DLSS. Frame generation and it instantly jumps to 120 something. So it could even help with CPU bound
1: games. (laughs) It's actually funny because the the 4090 is so powerful that you almost don't even need these extra interpolated frames. Like I mean, obviously it's it'll be more of a benefit lower Mm -hmm. down the stack, but it is actually kind of a bummer that it it, you can't uh, take advantage of it on 30 series or 20 series cards because that's that's where yeah it's because
2: uh, yeah yeah it has. uh, the architecture of the GPU has a thing called an Optical Flow Accelerator built into it. And it is in the 20 and 30 series cards, but the one in Lovelace is three times stronger. And they need that to make this work. So that's the reason. There's an actual like hardware reason that they don't include it. They said they can theoretically enable it for older generations, but the performance wouldn't be what you want anyway, is what they say, because it's so much slower.
1: I wonder if they'll end up doing that, like they brought ray tracing to like the ten series. Do you remember that? And they were like, oh, okay, you know what? You can have it, but you're not going to want to use it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, yeah, because
2: they were trying to get you to buy a 20 series. It was hilarious. So I, I wonder uh, if that's the
1: same tactic here, but we'll see.
2: So there's an interesting thing about DLSS 3, though. One, uh, There's one game that is getting released tomorrow, so it'll be available immediately. There's five or six games that's coming in the next week or two. So unlike ray tracing, it'll actually be able to use it right away, basically. Uh, but a really interesting thing about it is that it increases latency by itself, the frame generation, because it's putting these AI frames between every frame and the AI frames don't, it's just AI hallucinating stuff. It's not, it's (laughs) not responding to your actual inputs. So it adds a little bit of latency, uh, NVIDIA did something really clever. It's cool to see the way all their features are stacking on top of each other. Uh, For DLSS 3, NVIDIA Reflex is mandatory as well. So what Reflex does is zero out the render queue and make it so that the CPU responds to your inputs right away. Uh, So that brings latency back down when you turn that on. So when you're using DLSS 3, it doesn't feel any worse than running native. Like, it feels... Some some games, depending on the settings that you're doing, all that jazz, uh, it can feel better. Like, because your frame rate is so much higher than it was at native resolution or whatever. But it can feel a little bit better with latency. But the interesting thing to me, and it's not really a negative, I would say, but it's something I want to shout out, is that even though the frame rates are doubling or more, like, it doesn't feel like it. Like, it's really hard there there's ways you can measure pc latency and stuff like that in frame view but part of the reason that you want high frame rates is twofold it's one because it looks beautiful right and seeing flight simulator flight simulator run at uh 120 frames per second freaking beautiful worth it same with cyberpunk seeing cyberpunk run 4k 140 frames per second beautiful like i love this technology. But the other part of that is responsiveness. Like, the reason that esports players want to go from 60 hertz to 120 hertz is because when you double your frames, you it's not directly proportional, but the faster that you go, it's supposed to feel better, right? More responsive. And you don't really get that with DLSS 3 because every other one of those frames is those AI frames is not responded. So Reflex does help it still feel the same as it would if you were just playing the game but you don't get the corresponding responsiveness boost that you would expect if you were in actuality doubling your frame rates does that all make sense
0: yeah no it's just kind of (laughs) weird to think about it because we all love the smoothness of a very high frames it's a little weird to think like oh i'm I'm still getting the latency of maybe if I were getting 60 frames a second, but my eyes show me 120 frames a second. That is that is a little weird and off-putting. Yeah. Although I suppose, yeah. you know, in a flight sim or driving game, it's fine. But it's really sort of those twitch reflex games that yep. it could be some of an issue. Although it sounds like they definitely have put a lot of thought into it. So.
2: Yes. It's good and the cool thing is frame rates at least on the 4090 are so incredibly high baseline. And then you add DLSS 3 on top of it and they're just like screamingly fast numbers that it feels great anyway. Like and another interesting thing about DLSS 3 is with those every other frames, every other frame being AI generated. I need to test it more. I want to test it a lot more once it's available in more games. Uh because the two games I tested in Cyberpunk and Microsoft Flight Simulator are slower-paced games. Uh, I think in games that have a lot of motion, like it might be a little more perceptible, like visual inconsistencies as the AI frames try to keep up with like rapidly shifting cameras and stuff like that. You can see a little bit of that in Digital Foundry's early preview. You can see them talking about that. I think in reality, it'll feel just fine to the naked eye but that's something that needs further testing as more games come out. But it works like a charm in cyberpunk and flight simulator.
0: You are right though, Brad, it is, it is interesting to see NVIDIA cause they have been, I think a lot of people didn't really understand why they were leaning so hard into all the reflex and the, and the responsiveness and, and they've, basically taken all of that to use as research for their next generation next next generation of cards in some ways you know yeah it's genius seeing it all come together it's i'm like wow
2: i get what you guys are doing now and i loved reflex to begin with but this just makes it even cooler (laughs) right and as someone who loves reflex uh i'm excited dlss3 is going to make it come to a lot more games because like i said it's mandatory so if you're looking for optimal responsiveness uh Like, if you are playing an eSports game that supports DLSS 3, DLSS, I would probably recommend uh, turning off the frame generation and letting DLSS Super Resolution and Reflex both go. And you'll probably get the best responsiveness from that setup. Mm -hmm. But, again, that's all stuff we'll have to test as it comes to more games.
1: Well, it was also funny because i was watching some of the uh the review videos and i can't remember who specifically uh maybe it's digital foundry but but others uh we're talking about it too if you game at 1080p you actually end up getting worse frame times because you, you're hitting <laughs> you probably a cpu bottleneck or whatever so like you actually not just yeah. are you getting like capped frame rates you're also getting like worse frame times so it's not <laughs> it's not even as smooth so like like playing 1080p with this card is actually almost a bad idea (laughs) Uh, yeah I think
2: I honestly think you should not full stop you should not buy this card unless you have a high refresh rate uh, ultra wide or 4k monitor like even 1440p 360 hertz like this card's too much for it you'll wind up bumping into CPU or engine limitations more often than not I would think
1: that's crazy. Uh, and then some people were asking um, about CPU specifically. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it already scrolled by, but I can't remember who was asking. Uh, but somebody was saying, "Hey, I have I, I game at 4K on a 9900K uh, CPU. Mm. Do you think uh, you'll get bottlenecks?" Which I, I think to to at, to ask that question larger, like, what do you think the bare minimum of a CPU is to have where you're not just going to get like like problems running into.
2: It very much is going to depend on the game. But this card is the first card I've tested that is so fast that I would say as much CPU as you can throw at it if you're truly seeking out maximum frames, frames do it. Uh, Like I said, I reviewed with a 5900X, which AMD's second fastest CPU of last generation, you know, came out, kicked all kinds of butt won all kinds of accolades it's a screaming fast cpu even though seven thousand series is out now uh and like i said there are games at 4k where it's still bottlenecks like uh gears tactics was 77 percent cpu bottleneck during that benchmark consistently and that's not anything i've ever seen in the 4k <laughs> benchmark so
1: <laughs>
0: that's just crazy oh,
1: man. Uh, and then well it, I, I'll, I'll say this just anecdotally i was speaking to somebody uh that the we know uh Gordon and Brad but um mm. they were testing it with a 9900k and getting real real bad bottleneck problems so oh yeah i i have known somebody specifically with a 9900k except for uh they um this person saying that they just lock it at uh, 4k60 so i mean at, at 4k60 you know you probably yeah. wouldn't hit as many cpu bottlenecks no. but yeah
2: If you're, unless you're very interested in ray tracing, like, the awesome ray tracing the DLSS 3 that this card provides, like, if you're playing at 4K60, I would personally recommend one of the last gen or current gen, however you want to call it at this point models. Like, you can get yourself a 6900 XT or a 3090 for under a grand, and that'll do 4K60 real damn good.
0: Do you think, though, that's like, you know, the old throwing good money after bad, though? Because aren't you... I mean, if it's if you're spending eight hundred dollars on a last generation card, I know that certainly another eight hundred dollars is not palatable. But at least you're getting all the next generation. I mean, you know that's because yeah. you know my my feeling is like you you have to weigh the the benefits of of moving to the next generation. I, I'm I don't know. It just feels like if you're going to spend eight hundred dollars, you're like halfway there. You might as well just go all the way. It feels like.
2: I, I would think if you're got enough money to. Invest in a 4090 anyway. I would personally wait another week or two or however long month and buy a new CPU and motherboard too. Like I would just I would I would do that. <laughs> I, yeah. I was it too. Like this well, almost
1: requires. It's not even like it's not a, if you're on a 9800K, which is still an awesome CPU, uh, even 10th gen, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If if you were to buy this GPU, you might not even get to use the full amount. So it's almost like to get this GPU, you would need a full upgrade of your system. And actually, you know what? Uh we, we are starting to see like prices continuing to drop. I'm looking at Newegg right now, and there's a MSI uh Ventus 3080. It's a 10 10 gig version uh for 740, and then the 12 gig version of the same card is uh 750. So, like I mean a 3080, 12 gig for seven fifty. No. <laughs> will still play 4k 60 pretty damn well yeah uh,
0: i don't know i just kind of feel like (laughs) you spend 700 dollars in a 3080 at this point it feels like there i think there's more bottom to go for those 3080s at this point i know i'm just saying like i I don't i don't think
1: you immediately be like oh you should totally just jump to a 4090 like (laughs) (laughs) like
0: well (laughs) there's going to be other cards i guess it just feels like like, I mean, it's kind of insane, though, with that for the 4090 here, essentially everything is now actually, you know, obsolete in a lot of ways. Right. I mean, significantly, these, this is such a significantly faster graphics card. Like I would I would bin all of those older cards into like budget kind of like again, like my kids would be happy with a 3080, but <laughs> there's no way in hell I'm paying seven hundred dollars for a 3080 at this point.
1: Well, we yeah, have R- Ricardo in the chat much. says uh he got a, a 3090 for 700. There you go.
0: see then that's different. That's you know. There you go. You know but but it was used. It was Even used, then. It so. was well, used. Yeah. But even then it's just like I just feel like it's also it's all, you know, cuz the cards are intentionally somewhat higher in price because well they can charge what they they can because they have zero competition but I feel like the prices will come down as we get more at the higher end. So it just feels like, like if you really had eight hundred dollars, why don't you just wait for everybody to get their stuff out? Let the thirty series kind of run run out its life and then see what your eight hundred dollars gets you and in the direction the <laughs> part.
2: save your eight hundred dollars and buy a forty eighty. Oh, wait, the forty eighty costs more than that. no, <laughs> no but I mean, if oh, in, oh, but yeah if if the new
0: forty if the
2: if the I know, I, if, I agree fully with you. I was just oh yeah the if the forty seventy
0: five or whatever people want to call it is is still it's still going to be significantly faster i would imagine so i just i, I just imagine everything's going to in six months the, the, the gpu market will be if you're chasing high-end features and high-end performance it's going to be uh, very different so right just now to- it's great for budget buyers
2: Yeah, just to go back to the original bottlenecking question real quick. Like, every system is going to bottleneck somewhere. Something somewhere is going to be a bottleneck, even if you're going as fast as possible. Like, there's something holding, whether it's the game, the CPU, like, etc. Like, even if you can't get the maximum amount of frames out of every game with a 9900K, if you drop a 4090 in your system and wait six months to upgrade, like, it's still today going to be a big upgrade in most games at 4k because most games at 4k are so heavily gpu bound and this is so much gpu that you will still see a big uplift in performance would be my guess
0: would you would you say brad because i mean you you've been you did all the reviews workshops you've been in their documentation but just with the original launch um, day information i got the feeling that nvidia is a little tired of always waiting for the cpu as well because it's it felt like some of the features were designed to deal with the cpu bottlenecks and systems that are just never gonna go away you know even yeah. with the next generation of, of gpu or next generation of cpus it feels like even then it's still not enough they could keep going it feels like some of the uh, like dlss3 it almost felt like yeah this is the deal with the fact that the cpu is just never going to catch up with our gpus yep yep
2: no i think it's uh a mixture of that like this graphics card is that freaking fast but it's also it lets them use those extra cores, those tensor cores, the RTX features that are really an NVIDIA value add uh, and use them in ways that are tangibly practical to gamers. Like people who love flight simulator, love flight simulator, like they will spend money to get the best flight simulator setup, But you are always stuck at 60 frames per second because of that CPU bottleneck. So, you know, NVIDIA being like, hey, we can give you twice the twice as much performance. In-flight simulator, DLSS, like, you need those tensor cores. Like, it's just genius in a bunch of different ways. Like, tactical genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: they, we we're... did have some other questions. I, I remember the... Uh, all right, I don't remember who was asking, but somebody was asking about uh, coil wine or any sort of fan problems, I guess. Uh, both De Bauer and Tech yes City had some fan problems, either that they were wobbling or at a certain fan speed they were getting uh, interesting noises. Uh,
2: for me, it uh, was incredibly quiet and incredibly cold. No complaints whatsoever. I had more coil wine, which was still not, I mentioned it, but it was not even really worth mentioning on the art graphics cards that I did on this. This thing's just a quiet beast. Okay. Wow. I like mean, just, is founder, like last generation, I love the founders edition design. They made some tweaks under the hood. It looks slightly different on the outside, but largely looks the same. And it just this three-slot giant design cooler that they have is just impressive as hell.
0: So you know, I have a a question. Do you think this? Because I mean. They didn't really telegraph how fast this card would be. It feels like because a lot of, I mean, unfortunately, their their marketing tends to get a little ahead of their mouth sometimes in the past.
1: All they said was like this, two to four times. Uh, yeah, two to four times.
0: This time it seems like they actually well exceeded expectations. And some of that's because people are automatically, you know, on their, you know, I I can't just anything they're saying. Uh, Train, but I, I do think like. They they really kind of exceeded it. Do you think this defangs a lot of the hate that has been out there? Uh, a lot of anger, a lot of you know, because it really is like, yeah, as much as for sixteen hundred dollars, yeah, that's more expensive. But the twenty eighty Ti was twelve hundred dollars, you know, and that was well. Quite I a while think a ago. lot
2: of the. Go ahead, Adam.
1: I was just going to say that okay. I I think what what can help answer that question is I looked at my YouTube subscription feed this morning, and not a single person had an angry face on their thumbnail. Uh, even oh. Steve was like very like like a generic Steve look. Not nobody was angry. Nobody put flames. Nobody put you know. Is it like that? Uh, doll, dollar signs. Even Mikey likes it. yeah i was very you know usually you can like do a quick glance of like looking at thumbnails to kind of see like where the internet's gonna be at and uh, there was not a single angry face uh, on a thumbnail so no
2: no i think they were very smart to launch this one first with the way that they priced their product stack uh this card is the lambo of gpus like as long as it's Melt your face and has all the new stuff. They can charge what they want. They can jack up the price. Like if you're looking to buy this card, you're looking. You don't care about all that. You just want raw performance. And this card nails that. I think the true testament is going to be how the forty eighty twins perform in the reaction to those. And those are much higher prices. So yeah. those i those
1: are where I think Nvidia might have fun. We're I think gonna have to the hate for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Saving the hate thumbnails for those.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I got a feeling because those are going to overperform expectations as well. We will
2: see. We will see. They are significantly more cut down this generation than they were last generation.
0: To be fair, last
2: generation, it was cut down less than normal, the 3080, because they were worried about uh, RDNA 2. But the performance is the delta is going to be very different between the 3080 and 3090 and the 4090 and 4080. So we're going to have to wait and see what comes out.
1: Well, and I I think ah, man, so I watched so many videos this morning. I can't remember who uh described it, but I think they they said usually like they they would want to uh launch all three cards at the same time, like usually the the, the top end like lands at the <laughs> same time, but maybe there's a reason why they just launched the 4090 uh first because they knew that was the one that was going to be <laughs> getting you mean the embargo yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: they so. uh yeah that's they're very there's a reason they launched this card first uh it's their best shot against rdna3 whatever amd puts out and like again this is the who cares about price to performance class gpu that didn't used to exist but i do want to point out that in previous generations before the 20 series uh it used to be that the highest end card would always come out way later than everything else so you wouldn't even the the 90 class cards were retired i think with the 690 didn't come back till last gen but the way that it typically went is like the 4080 and 4070 would launch first then a few months later then you'd see TI versions of it, which we still will but the 3090 is still so new that 2080 TI launching at the launch at the 20 series was very weird uh, but yeah, they're just trying to show off all their new technologies in the fastest possible way.
1: I think. Well, and even E Plus Fox at the beginning of his video that focused on content creation had a had a nice little like history of the confusing ninety naming versus a uh, Titan, which w- which was kind of interesting because I mean, really, at the end of the day, you could have called this a Titan and been like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's all marketing. Uh, yeah. Well, they <laughs> have they have Titan now for different drivers, so it's not a hundred percent true, but it's nine percent true. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: but yeah, but,
2: yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Like I have nothing bad to say about this
0: card. <laughs> I just wonder if people like. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of people really heaped a lot on this um, at launch and after. I'm kind of wondering if people should just like kind of realize that you shouldn't just get off in these tangents until y- you actually get the review. Because it it feels like all the wasted energy was. Just wasted energy. All the all we'll the see. drama was just for the internet drama. I mean, yeah, I, I guess
2: for the we'll see. It's, it's going to be the forty-eighties. The forty-eighties that people are riled about, like this card, only a hundred dollars more than before. Like it is the high-end card, so I don't think people were too mad about that. Other than
0: no, you know, to make
2: to make their oh, you know, sixteen hundred dollar GPU in this economy kind of a deal. But it's the forty-eighties that really got people worked up more and. I, I could see why in a vacuum. So
0: well, <laughs> I guess you just gotta wait. You just I, gotta wait. I, yeah, I do see some
1: people Always like be. being confused about uh, you know if this is sixteen hundred dollars and they didn't include DisplayPort two or whatever. Like that seems like they cheaped out a little bit. You know that kind of seems to be just something. Yeah, isn't. but they said the Technology reason why. Big. Is,
0: yeah, it, it's it was just too. It was the card was already baked before two was even ready. And you know honestly, I think some of the if you had asked me, I bet some of the teething issues with Arc. And they have display port too. But it's just because whenever you do new new display um, support, you always find out that standards are how everybody agrees to screw up things. That's yep. that's the only thing it is. And that's Arc, why some monitors do not work with Arc.
2: Yeah, that's what I was about saying. Mark ARC did have some definite monitor issues in the reviews that I saw. Uh well
1: I, I wanna go over uh some of the the uh, other fine notes that I took from some of the other videos out there. Um, Epos Vox, uh, th- that was the one I was the most excited about because, I mean, he he didn't... I think he did some gaming, but he mostly focused on content creation. It, it was actually uh, mm-hmm. kind of interesting, and obviously there there's an uplift in encoding performance and things like that, but uh, I, I was surprised to see, and maybe this is just because Adobe is slow to update things or something like that but his um his puja bench score for specifically live playback in premiere pro the 4090 was actually in fifth place the rtx titan was in first mm. uh in the like a 2080 like beat it like for some reason in live playback like this 4090 is still weird not, like awesome in premiere uh, which is that, that? That could be a technical under the hood thing, but it could also just be software maybe. being weird in these early days. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I usually err on the side of Adobe probably messing something up. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I, fault. I'm a little I'm a little biased on that. Uh, but I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, every, every you know when he was talking about Premiere or Da Vinci, uh, 3D applications like Pavre and Blender and things like that. Uh, you know, encoding times were just like like cut in half. You know, just Ridiculous. like you know. Yeah, huge yeah. gains. So, also. I mean like for for work stuff, like I'm I'm 100% getting a 4090 to to throw in my editing rig like, <laughs> like yeah. So,
2: that's and that's where you were talking about earlier that Nvidia was making those outrageous claims at the reveal where they're like it's two to four times faster and stuff like that. They did the same thing with the 3090 and people called BS because they weren't in games, but I tested all the content creation stuff on the 3090 and it actually does get that fast in Workloads like in rendering work and stuff like that. And Epost Fox's video showed that it actually is like the claims that Jensen made on stage does apply to creation workloads. So even though, yeah, Cyberpunk's not four times faster <laughs> than it is on a 3090, it is four times faster in, you know, DaVinci Resolve or whatever specific workloads that you're running. So everything NVIDIA said does have a truth somewhere it just depends where it's at
1: yeah Mark, right <laughs> lawyers uh, yeah. would get mad either way uh one of the other things that uh, he he compared the uh, av1 encoding to uh to an arc card i don't remember exactly which arc card but it, it was actually negligible in in terms of quality uh, he did it like at, at the same at the same encoding settings and he was kind of looking at it. he said mm-hmm. the i think he was saying the the intel av1 encode had a little more contrast in it and kind of like some color shifting and the Nvidia one was a little more like rock solid, but I mean, you're also talking about a, a card that that costs four times the cost. Or I, I don't know exactly <laughs> what card, but he was looking at. But I mean, if, if you're looking just for AV one, sure, you get a dual mm-hmm. encoder. But you know, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Arc still is competitive at least a little bit yeah. there. Yeah, and if, and if
2: you're whatsoever interested in content creation, like go check out Epo's Fox's video. Like it's excellent. I was watching it this morning too.
0: Yeah,
2: if you don't like videos. He's going to be writing uh, written testing article for us about content creation here on PC world sometime in the next coming days.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, and then uh bat tech real quick, a, a question. Uh, what does everyone think about stock on these? I've, I've heard a lot of indications that because they kind of pushed it back to try to flush 30 series out, that stock is actually going to be pretty good. What, what do you, what do you expect? Uh, that would be my guess.
2: I would, I mean, Sixteen hundred dollar GPUs still probably aren't going to fly off the shelves, and they did clearly push back the launch. I think Jensen's even alluded to it publicly, like in statements that, "Yeah, we push this back to try to clear the inventory channel more and stuff like that." So I would expect there to be a decent amount. But as always, if you want this on day one and you know you want to go buy it, like go try to find it. Uh, typically, retailers uh, start sales at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific of new technology launches like this.
0: Although, do you think this kind of parallels uh, 20 series launch? Because, you know, there, well, as much as everybody was on their uh, outrage pony over 20 series when it came out it was impossible to get 20 series for a really, really long time. I kind of wonder, and those were, that was also where we were coming off a of mining boom and there were a ton of 10 series. I kind of wonder if this is going to parallel that, like if you want a 3090, oh great, they're doing construction outside using a saw. If you want a 39 or 4090, it feels like you should buy one on day one because that's just, obviously you got 1600 bucks anyway. So no matter what, it seems like a good idea to go out and, one day one
2: yeah at this point you've seen the reviews you know if you're the kind of person who wants a lambo of a graphics card and if you are like go try to pick one up yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow is the uh, embargo for custom cards as well so today was all founders edition cards uh they get the one day early jump which i'm sure probably is the sort of thing that irritated evga uh, and tomorrow, it's going to be all the custom cards reviews coming up, probably around the same time that this, the cards hit shelves. So, tomorrow, you'll have time to look around and see which different custom versions maybe are better than others.
1: Uh, yeah, which actually brings me to to Steve over at Gamers Nexus. Um Uh, his video one of the one of the things that that you know he kind of popped up was like hey with the founders edition card being so good this time around and the fact that of course you know reviews are out a day early and they have they can kind of keep the price at 1600 is this an indication of what evga saw and was like you know what nah peace out we can't really compete with this like (laughs) yeah
2: and that's that's what we saw last gen too like this this cooler, the Pounders Edition cooler was excellent last year, too. Like, last generation. So, yeah. I mean, I hope NVIDIA treads carefully there. Because I, I talked about this on the show. I went down, like, freaking uh, Voodoo 3DFX. They bought it. They tried integrate and said, we're not going to do third-party boards. And they were out of business real shortly after and bought by NVIDIA, the remnants of them. So, you know. Yeah. I hope we continue to see a vibrant PC custom ecosystem of graphics cards. Yeah. But it does th- make it hard, I would think. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh and then the, the last thing uh I, I have is from uh, two separate videos. One one is hardware unboxed, uh, and one is uh Debauer. Uh Hardware Unboxed uh saw that that when they when they limit the frame cap or put a, a a frame rate limit on what I can't remember the the games that they did but uh with the same frame cap on a 4090 a 3090 ti and a uh, 6950 xt so all of them playing at the same res, res the same frame rate the 4090 only used 215 watts uh and then the 3090 ti used 30 93% more wattage and the 6950 XT used 40% more power. Uh so yeah, like so I mean, yeah. even though this thing can crank to eleven, if you don't, it actually is more efficient than uh, than previous parts and even AMDS. Yeah.
2: That's uh that's what we were talking about during the Ryzen review that we were talking about. Like efficiency doesn't necessarily mean less power it means you can use your stuff more efficiently so it's clear that at this point intel amd and nvidia are all leaning on the make it efficient but then freaking crank it let's send it kind of a deal but it very much is a much more efficient part moving from samsung 8 nanometer to tsmc 5 nanometer for custom 4n process uh like that alone is a huge deal and they've made some smart tweaks under the hood. They've re- greatly improved the L2 cache, which is uh, basically what Radeon does and calls it Infinity cache. Uh, they've put in shader execute reorder, shader execution reordering thing to like to make it much more efficient at doing any sort of games rendering but especially ray trace games and stuff like that. Like there's a bunch of tweaks in here and it is much more efficient than you know Ampere was even though like in raw numbers in pe- raw peak numbers, it will use more power thirty ninety but you're getting fifty five to eighty three percent more frames for that extra fifty watts, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nuts uh and then uh an interesting one on the uh like efficiency curve uh Debauer found that in a cup in a couple games that he tested. Uh, he, he was going into, uh, third party utilities and just dropping the actual like power targets, like saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, like only use 90%, 80%, 70%, whatever. He noticed, uh, one of the sweet spots, uh, was putting, uh, at, at negative 30%, which is Mm -hmm. 130 to 150 less Watts. Uh, you're only losing about five, five percent FPS. Uh, in those games so like it was it was funny because he he said that he was trying to um he was trying to to do some undervolting in like msi afterburner and the undervolting wasn't really like doing much but the he he suggests that the power target limiting is the way to go and at negative 30 percent uh you know you're only shaving off five percent fps so
2: Wow, that's crazy! Five yeah. percent off of a bajillion frames a second is still totally acceptable. So, yeah. so they really I, did literally crank this thing to eleven.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like it needs its own uh, eco mode button. Uh, to yeah. Be like, hey, you know. But I mean, yeah. So, like, uh, that is crazy. That is that is that is pretty crazy to think. Hey, you could you could save one hundred and fifty up to one hundred and fifty watts, and really only shave off five percent FPS. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and, it, and it's still it's still an uplift over over the last gen cards
2: yeah. it'd be a huge uplift over the last gen cards still yeah yeah exactly <laughs>
1: so, and you
2: see his video I haven't watched the powers video yet
1: yeah I mean obviously you know he takes a different tactic with it you know and, and he's in mm-hmm. Germany and they they definitely have a lot more um worries and concerns about uh power. Yeah. And efficiency and things like that. So, yeah, for him, he was just like, man, this is, that's, that's the way to go. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: so I mean, this I would do... say, go ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm wondering if you feel that this, because this feels like a launching 4091st is, I-, I know there may be some strategic positioning here, but it feels like it's, it's also very much a flexing. I mean, they're launching, a card that it just simply dominates everything out there we'll see what our amd comes up with our dna3 but it it does feel like they just want to (laughs) they they basically want to flex on intel as the kids say these days they want to flex on intel uh more it feels like with this 4090 launch and then honestly i mean it pretty much puts every single graphics card out there to shame right would you i mean it, it I mean, just it just seems like it's such a dominating card. I don't I don't know what the competitors can do at this point.
2: Well, it has in traditional rasterized game, not counting ray tracing. I think NVIDIA clearly has an advantage there, unless AMD comes out with something very surprising this year. Uh, Like I said, we're seeing fifty five to eighty three percent uplift in performance, which is a really, really, really excellent generational leap. Like it's super dominating. It's super encouraging. But we have seen that a few times in the past. Like part of the reason the thirty eighty looks so good is because it provided a similar leap over the 2080, 2080 Ti. So and AMD has done that stuff in the past as well. Uh, so AMD could have some really cool stuff up its sleeves coming up. But we're gonna have to just see what they got.
1: And uh, I know, Brad, if, if you need to pop off at any time, go for it. But uh, Gordon, mm-hmm. when the Ryzen seven thousand came out, you said, you know what, you might as well wait a month for to see what intel brings forty nineties out you know uh and it's about what uh three weeks You mean 4090 is uh, out today but in about three weeks uh rdna3 uh, is going to have some sort of presentation do you still say you, people should buy 4090 now or should they hashtag wait for rdna3
2: i think if you're already the kind of person who is buying a thousand plus dollars graphics cards regularly enough. Uh like there's nothing I don't I can't I can't see Radeon coming out and stomping this thing. Like if you're into the NVIDIA ecosystem already, if you have a G Sync monitor that you want to put your 4090 in and you want to try DLSS3 and all that stuff, like I, I wouldn't have any hesitation in buying it personally. But if you're looking to you know support competition see what amd has wait a month i have a feeling these cards won't sell out super quick because again it is a recession and these are sixteen hundred dollars
1: so <laughs> <laughs> well also I, I wonder if they you know they they seed the high ground the 4090 to nvidia okay whatever but if if amd is able to come out with a really good i don't, I don't know that. competitor
2: I don't know if AMD is going to cede the high ground. I mean, yeah. I, uh,
1: well, I, I'm just, just, I'm just a thinking real of, chance. yeah. Like,
2: RDNA 2 was that good. And if RDNA 3 is gets to be just as good making the generational claims that they're seeing, they're doing this weird chiplet stuff now, who knows? Uh, they could very well, you know, compete with the 4090. Uh, they might even beat it in raw rasterization performance. I, I would strongly suspect that between DLSS 3 and these third-gen ray tracing cores and everything, NVIDIA will still probably lead there. And so, if you are just all in on that, and you are already in that, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily wait to see our DNA three, but I would if you know you are agnostic, vendor agnostic.
1: Uh, also, uh, funny enough, uh, crap, I, I lost it, uh, but I was seeing a sixty uh, the XFX sixty nine hundred XT for what was it six hundred dollars?
2: Cool.
1: <laughs> Uh, which, that's correct me if I'm wrong. That was 1100 when it came out,
2: yeah. It was technically a thousand, but it was really 1100 with the way all the price and stuff worked
1: out. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, 650, 650 over on Newegg. Oh, for wow. a brand oh. new 6900 XT. Which you, you reviewed that card, didn't you? I yeah, you just buy out. that at that price.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, but I mean, again, it's weird. It, it's insane to think like 6900 XT and 3090s. Those are budget cards. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I feel like I would definitely like at that price that is super attractive and you feel really good about it. I feel the same way about like 30 series, too, because it feels like you either go all the way for your Lamborghini or, you know what? This I'll be happy with my Mustang because I can't afford the Lamborghini, right? That's.
2: Yeah, that's last year's Lamborghini at half the price, so
0: that's not too bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know, I I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I I think these cards are gonna sell really quickly, honestly, mm-hmm. because that class of buyer, yeah, I mean they're they're not the that class of buyer is, is is somebody who wants to put all their money into the best thing ever. So I honestly think, you know, if you don't get into that initial round, I, I feel like they'll probably they'll. You know they'll sell out, and then you may just have to wait a little while, which is okay. That's fine for some people, but some people that have money to burn in their pocket, they they can't wait. So
2: yeah, if I, I think they will it, sell out
0: despite the the headwinds right now.
2: If for whatever reason you they do sell out and you're not able to get one tomorrow, and you were considering buying one at that point, why not wait the extra month? Right? If, if you know yeah. if it gets to be two weeks from now when there's a restock, you're only two weeks away from seeing whatever AMD is going to do. At that point, it's worth waiting. But I'm just. I'm just saying that if you are hundred percent a target customer for this card, if you've been buying high-end NVIDIA GPUs for several generations now, because AMD's only had the 6900 XT is its first high-end competitor in forever. So if you've been buying high-end GPUs, you probably buy NVIDIA GPUs, you might have built up, you know, your use and everything around it. Like I would not hesitate to buy it.
1: Well, and I mean, not to mention the the kind of people here. Awesome and in uh, hanging out with us uh, live during the show. I, I I put a little poll that said, "Are are you getting a forty ninety tomorrow?" Thirteen percent said yes. Uh, is it like three hundred and thirty votes? Thirteen percent said yes. So, and then eleven percent said not yet. Uh, That's
2: a lot higher than I would have expected, to be honest. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, it, it's the the kind of crowd that, that hangs out here. Also, I I, I, saw, I heard I saw in multiple uh, videos where. You know, people were like, oh, man, I feel so bad for the people who bought 3090 Ti's. I mean, the people who bought 3090 Ti's are probably going to buy 4090s. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yep. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And then 27% said, hashtag wait for RDNA 3. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It's an interesting end of the year. That's for damn sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, tomorrow. I mean, I... So
2: tomorrow we have the start of the next generation. Like so, we're talking about this review today, but these cards hit the streets tomorrow. So the next generation of graphics card starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, Intel Art comes out the exact same. So we got a third contender coming out the exact same day that a new generation starts. Like interesting times, man.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, right? It's it's crazy. And and the interesting thing is, you know, again, it really is going to be the best buyer's market. I mean, potentially in our lifetimes, because yeah. everything just. All happening at the same time, and and to be able to get a sixty nine hundred XT for six hundred dollars, that is so that is nuts. That is a crazy good deal, right? In if you ways, so if you play esports and you want to get like ridiculously
2: fast competitive frame rates in esports games, go buy that sixty nine hundred XT. Like that that those Radeon RDNA two cards with affinity cash they rock the thirty ninety socks at ten eighty p resolution. So if you are going to be playing esports, man, that's where you want to go.
1: At least until the new stuff comes out. Yeah, I, th- I think the hard part is that it's it's a good buyer's market, but with the uh, the global situation as it is now, mm-hmm. it's also a, a yeah. hard buyer's market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but
0: I mean that's that's I mean that's the thing, right? It's it's. If you got the money, it's great, but that's just like <laughs> these, these bad times, which we are in and heading into even worse for the people who are ready for it. It's, it's always got the best upside, right? <laughs> you can get, you can get the best deals on things when everybody else is broken, not buying anything. So for those okay. people, it's awesome for the actual broke people, I guess. No, it's no fun.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: anyway, uh, anything else you want to add, Brad, uh, before you, you, you take off?
2: Uh, no, I think that's it. The card rocks. I have no complaints. I have very minor quibbles with the Founders Edition design, but they're just, you know, what you need for speed this much. Like, it's going to be big. It's going to take high power. It needs the adapter. Those are very minor in the grand scheme of things. DLSS3 rocks. Uh, it's going to be available in five or six games fairly soon. 35 total are coming. Gonna have to do more testing. Totally worth playing around with if you wind up with the 40 series card. Like, it's cool as heck. And, like, I've never had a card melt my face like this. Like, I've been reviewing cards for many, many generations at this point. I, this, like, unlock one of the things I've always said about upgrading hardware is do it to unlock something new. Like, if you had a 2080 or a 1080 Ti and you upgraded to a 2080, you're still playing, or even a 2070 to a 2080, you're still playing, you know, 1440p, 144 hertz. You're not able to play 4K, 144 hertz now. Like this makes it so you can actually play maxed out 144 Hertz 4K games. This makes it so you can actually play ray tracing games with all the bells and whistles turned on. You don't even need upsampling. Uh upscaling. Uh but that upscaling they got in there is freaking magic. DLS3 DL 3 rocks. Like it's the every graphic card I've ever tested, this is the one that made me whistle and go hot damn more than any of them.
0: Wow. I mean, of all cards? Uh,
2: yeah. And I used to love that uh, old, what was it? The Radeon 295X2. Oh, the right, The one, right. that big water-cooled one that had the dual GPUs. Like, that's always, it was quirky as hell, but that was always my baby. I just loved how ridiculous that is. But this card is the, blew me away more than any other card that I've ever tested.
0: Wow. Uh, <laughs> No that's impressive, right? I mean that's and it just I think the the thing is the lesson should be for everybody who just always wanted to overact to every single little thing and the power thing and the the cable thing and all kind you know everything that was just looking for something to be you gotta you you have to actually judge the product when it comes out when you're when you see the numbers, not just simply on because you want to jump on somebody's head for something and that's why. I don't chase
2: rumors too much. I just wait to see what they actually bring to the table. And then we evaluate it. Yeah. Sometimes your face gets melted like today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I do want to point out one weird thing with this. Cause I'm just thinking about it now. I mean, the fact that it's a four pin, so it's four a pin to uh HX 12 uh, or 12V high power connector. Mm-hmm. If you have a power supply that is pre-wired for the older non 12, uh, the, the 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 uh twelve of well, the hell they the the high power twelve V high power connector mm-hmm. you probably want to use you want you're gonna want to use a dongle included with a graphics card that you got with it because some of the power supplies if they have the native twelve pin not the sixteen pin they on, they may only supply three hundred watts of power. So that's not gonna be enough for this card. That's
1: worth pointing out cool. Nice. Yeah right. don't well, don't, I... don't melt your system
2: yeah i unfortunately do have to get out of here very busy guy so
1: well here. thanks for the testing for brad
2: it. everybody
0: appreciate your hard work. tester and <laughs> then you can then say i love what you did good job thank you for the hard work but but also let's just suck. start yeah. Yeah. immediately in the butt <laughs> you know but 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 you gotta say thank you for the hard work yeah i, I need for, to get, get out of
2: here brad. i need to go buy some ramen noodles so talk yep. to you guys later
1: there you go thanks Bye. brad <laughs> uh well <laughs> it's just me and you now gordon uh hey so, sorry everybody that who's, who's stuck with us um yeah that's all you got that's yeah. i'm still
0: here at uh, twitch even though it ended on sunday no yeah. just joking well, and now we... they're using a saw outside can you hear that i turned on the noise
1: suppression i don't I, know if that helps no you're fine um anything else you want to cover with the the 4090 anything you saw out of the uh the videos you watched or any, anything you read this morning
0: no i mean again i again every i was the lack of negativity especially after the months and months of negativity is is a surprise i think and you know again the reviewers are doing their job and evaluating the product not based on all of the internet hate that people want to rain down on products before they're launched so i mean that that shouldn't surprise me um i bet i kind of feel like there is sort of like the people who have touched the hardware and then you have the ones that just simply want to hate on things. Even they seem so far to not be pushing the, the anger train stuff. So I, I guess that's, that's kind of a shock. I mean, that just, it makes me think like there's just, it's going to be really hard. I mean, AMD, honestly, RDNA three is, is in better position, but it just kind of makes me realize like how far behind Intel is. And they definitely have a lot of, a lot of catch up to do to, even to get even because they are never going to get to the point where they're going to dominate at the high end. And, and the unfortunate thing is in this game, you do have to compete at the high end because if you don't have something that can compete with that vendor's high end part, for some reason, everybody discounts you even though your, your mid range or low end parts may be perfectly serviceable.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Uh, more, more outrage ponies to come. Uh, I think yeah. the last thing I, I want to point out is that, that Steve over at Gamers Nexus did a ton of, not not a ton, They I think they spent like eight hours testing transients and power draw and things like that, and and found that, yeah, you know, like you can actually get away with having an 8, 850 watt power supply, depending on your setup, uh, you know, and it, as long as it's a good power supply. And we actually have a video on power supplies coming up uh gordon so hopefully that'll help some people with it but yeah the 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 transients and the spikes that that they were seeing in like 3090 ti's and 3090s is not the same in the 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 4090 so that's a good thing
0: yeah it really is is um surprisingly good and remember because of the launch day i went from being i think you're probably gonna need a new power supply because they did point out hx three O as a highlighted feature for some reason. And then of course it turns out when they, they briefed everybody's like, we control the transits better. You, you honestly, you got a good, like you said, you got a good power supply that's working for you in 30 series. You'll be good for this, you know? So it's that, that, that again was a lot of the, the sort of like misinformation train that had left the, the station. And people were, anytime people make memes out of stuff, you probably go like, okay, this is a meme. It's not actually in inter- information. So you should just wait
1: uh okay well do you do you want do you want to move on any other last thoughts for 4090
0: no you know we'll have to see how the ones fare you know the, again the, the like i like how brad called them the, the the twins we'll have to see how the twins fare if they're received as well i suspect they will actually do fairly well and then i I'll, i kind of also wonder what the you know again wait for the prices to settle down there's just a lot of there's a lot of harder out there so I think, honestly, six months from now is probably where you're going to want to see the 40 series pricing. It'll be where it should be right now, but it just can't because there's just way too much competition from itself.
1: Uh, also, Bat Tech, friend of the show BatTech in the chat, points out that, uh, I guess, they, they, they bought a, a recent cor- Corsair power supply and got sent new power cables. Um, so, Oh, really?
0: Cool. Oh, nice. It's, it's oh, with uh like Kind of like getting a bracket, or
1: uh, I, I'm I'm not quite sure. It sounds like they're they're upgrading or something. So
0: yeah, and the reason I'm talking about that power cable thing is there was a um, power supply we were looking at in that video that had it was you know the, it was one of the ones made early on when Nvidia was pushing its 12 um, pin connector, and it was pre wired for 300 watts of the 12 pin connector. So I don't think they anticipated like oh we should have wired the thing for you know. 450 watts or higher but out of the box uh, if you use the native cabling it would have limited a card like this so you probably want to use the adapter with it
1: Hmm. okay uh well more importantly gordon over the weekend you were at twitchcon number one what the hell were you doing at twitchcon are you are you leaving us to go be a professional streamer uh yeah that's it (laughs) but (laughs) I, you know,
0: so this is, a, I, I went down, to, I took my, my daughter and her cousin down to TwitchCon. They had a blast, you know, meeting all the creators and they were, and, you know, I didn't realize it because, you know, I go down, I haven't been to TwitchCon since the original one in San Francisco many, many years ago. I didn't realize it had just turned into, it really is about, it's like a fan service thing more than anything. There's, oh, yeah, yeah. you had exhibitors and this stuff, but most of the attendees are there to see the creators and, and for the most part, the, you know, the creators were all, you know, they wanted to meet their fans. I'm sure a lot of them, honestly, you know, they've been locked up for a couple of years. They have not, uh, not in prison, but just simply, uh, <laughs> they hadn't seen their fans. I, I really, I it was really, uh, it was really great experience. You know, the creators overall were like, Hey, they just wanted, they wanted to hang with their fans. I mean, you couldn't because some of them were like, it was insane. There was like one we tried to get into and, I got her into it by waiting in line, you know, an hour early, but there were like 2,500 people lined up for a room that held 400 people. And we were all the way at the front and she barely got into the room. So it's cool. just, it was just, yeah. it was a little nutty, you it's know, a, it's it, was, it was a fan show. Yeah, it was a you fan know. show. I didn't realize how much of a fan show it was. And then also realized that it was, um, everybody's very rusty. So I've been to three, I would call them probably actually events now at this point, First was AMD, and that was very well controlled with a couple hundred people, and then uh, Intel Innovations. And that felt a little bit more like a trade show because, you know, it wasn't as tightly controlled. You know, it, wasn't, it didn't seem like it was, like, a, you know, limited num- a number of people. But TwitchCon was—they sold out, and we were talking about the San Diego Convention Center, and they there were, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people there, and it really could have used— more exhibitors, honestly. More yeah. exhibitors and more space because it, it just people were just they just wanted to get out there and be the shows. It was actually kinda nice to be at, at a trade show. So That's well great. it wasn't a trade show, but a fan show, I guess. Yeah, definitely but I did show. see some cool actually hardware there though.
1: Well I, actually but before you get to that, I, I do want to ask, like how much and I know you're you're gonna be skewed a little bit, but how much representation of the PC was there? Like were people like you know, oh man, the PC is awesome, or is like, oh, PC console, whatever. They just didn't care. They're just all about the games. Like, did you feel like, oh man, the PC? Like, people, are, people are loving the PC here.
0: It was. I mean, you know, the thing about TwitchCon,
1: I, I don't know what.
0: The, I'm sure you can stream from your. You can stream from your phone. But you can probably you can stream from a console, but it was felt. It was definitely a 90% PC show. Even the Xbox, like the actual Xbox um, booth, which is you know pretty large piece it said pc gaming (laughs) like i was going to use that my background it basically had the xbox symbol with pc it was all about pc game pc game pass it was and then you know you had you had these you know you had these great big uh areas where people could do free play actually everybody a lot of vendors had free play i didn't see any like hey come and play console it was like all pcs so it it was i think that kind of just shows you the roots of twitch and kind of i mean all the creators that that i think people were lined up for they're pc gamers it was very much a very a pc gaming centric show so i know that they support other platforms but it was all pc i mean like there were hundreds of, of pc set up for for people to play when they if they I, lo, I I don't know why you would pay all that money to go to TwitchCon and then pla sit down and play a game when you could you know you should be maximizing your dollars spent so uh, but it need. was definitely a, a PC <laughs> very PC friendly show not you know you had uh Kingston was there Intel was there Corsair was there
1: uh, what, what kind what, what kind of there? gear were were people running like Asus, really high end rigs was it gigabyte or. like what 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 kind of what kind of well, parts mean, were you seeing
0: for Intel, they had a lot of, you know, they had a lot of, um, you know, custom mod modded machines and a lot of them were being given away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the vast majority, because it is still very much uh, a new audience, younger audience, people that are, have been, had been introduced to PC gaming. So it's a good opportunity for pre-built to show off stuff like mm-hmm. Gigabyte Aorus slash Aorus had of stuff, you know, um, buy powers there they had a booth and the intel okay. booth and the clx was there they had a big old pit with a whole bunch of machines so it very much is is pre-built and that is one thing the diy uh, youtube audience doesn't understand is that um pre-built out, definitely way out diy it's a much much larger market it, that you we never see that because we always have our blinders on But there's actually a lot more people buying pre-built because it is just a lot more accessible, right? I mean, the average person who, like, if they're a kid, wants a computer, they're not, I'm not going to build it. I'm not going to screw this up. They go into the store, they buy one, or they order one online. So pre-built, they're just, yeah, mostly pre-built, honestly. There was no, like, component. Yeah, Asus was there, and so was Gigabyte. They had some motherboards, but honestly, it was mostly a pre-built, you know, PC gamer kind of a, a, a
1: crowd nice well and I, I remember years ago I it feels like <clears throat> it's not as common but I, I remember years ago I, I always remember seeing a lot of pre-built that had a two PC setup in one box uh, which you know the the idea was oh hey you have a, the gaming PC and then you have you know a, a, a streaming PC I, I think a lot of for a lot of reasons uh, I mean, just hardware being as powerful as it is, uh, Nvink, AV1 now coming onto the scene. <coughs> there are ways to not have, or not, not to need a two PC setup. Uh, I mean, I, I still think there always are going to be reasons uh, for, for at least wanting to explore a two PC setup situation myself, uh, but Intel was kind of showing that off, right? A uh, An in- interesting take on a two PC setup, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was just proof of concept. I got a couple of pictures. Um, you could drop in there if you want, but it was uh, Intel showing off. You know, of course, you remember the compute elements came out. I mean, honestly, the first one I think we saw was at the last CES we were at, right? And that was twenty twenty, and it was essentially a, uh, a an entire computer in a card. It had basically had a high end Core i nine. They also had i seven i fives. Um, Elena actually reviewed one, but it looked like a small graphics card, but it was an entire system in a card. Uh, and you're seeing that right now. So that is actually a custom painted white version of it of the of the uh, it's the technical name of it is Eden Canyon, and that is the current shipping uh, compute elements nook i don't even know what you'd want to call it i still call it compute elements which is was it was introduced to me as it is a a an entire computer self-contained in that card and in that particular one it is a 12th gen uh core up to a core i9 12900, not a k because they are you know fairly thermally limited so they don't they're not putting a k part in there so why bother it's a complete system it's got space for three m.2s two of them gen four it's got space for two so and it takes a socketed processor so that's actually kind of cool that you know the original ones were bga mobile parts um intel has since moved to actual socketed so like i don't know if we have the shot i think i have a shot of the inside of it too right you can actually look inside of this thing you can see the socket i didn't remove the um the cooler but you can see kind of the the uh the arm for the socket, but it is a full-on socketed part and you can see on the right that is the CPU under the that uh, some kind of heat spread of some kind. there's actually a, a fan that goes on top of that and you see uh, m.2 there's two m.2s to the left of it two two sodiums to the right and then on the back there's actually another m.2 on the back and it's it's pre-wired with um, Wi-Fi and this particular one, the Eden Canyon, It's got integrated, again, you know, Intel doesn't, it's not cheap, but they, there's a lot of components on there. It's got dual NICs. One of, one of is Intel 10 gig. The other one is a 2.5 gig, right? So it's got dual NICs on there. It's got dual Thunderbolt 4s and a bunch of USB-As. So it is full on a complete computer in a card. Which is pretty neat. And honestly, wow, that's G whiz. And, you know, frankly, as a, as a DIYer and full desktop kind of person, I wouldn't like, I don't care. Right. It's just like, wow, that's pretty neat. You did that, but I don't care. What the hell do I care? <laughs> like, Am I going to ever bothered one of these things? No, zero. Because if I'm a DIY desktop person, what do I care about this thing? What? the proof of concept they were showing off at twitch which was pretty cool there's actually a video i did with um brett over at ufd tech on this he hosted me on his live stream uh at at intel they are like hey you know how can we make this compute elements more useful to a diy person so typically when you take that card and you put it if you were it's just a standard you know full full length pcie on the bottom if you put that in your desktop system the desktop system will just freak out because it's like, I don't know what to do with all these parts you plugged in, which one's booting. So they're basically saying if you make a couple changes in the BIOS, one of us, uh, uh, you, you disable SM, SM BIOS boot. Oh, God, my brain is not working. You, I just got in late last night from driving back from San Diego. If you disable SM boot. You can then, uh, have your machine post with that card inside of it. And, the concept is you would then have your full-on machine with your, you know, your big discrete graphics card, your big CPU, and then you would have the machine have a second computer that you could access inside of the computer. And the use case that they were showing was, you know, they're at Twitch, so like, hey, let's, let's use it in a streaming kind of aspect. And the concept is you would use that second machine, which a lot of streamers still do, to actually stream to the Internet. And then you would leave your graphics card and your CPU free to do all of your gaming on. And uh, I was talking to George at CLX. So we had a, a long discussion about it. He was saying, like, he's been doing some testing. Of course, he hasn't he didn't talk about 40 series, but we're talking about like 3090 and, a you know, a 12900K. And they're cutting something outside. And he says with that, he says, actually, you you actually can't really stream at 4K. Um, comfortably, you if you're trying to use nvink on the graphics card, you're giving up frames there. Some for some reason, and then if you're trying to use the CPU, it just simply can't keep up. So by using a second system, typically a, a streamer would have a second box outside. Uh, he said by using the Nook, the the Eden Canyon you're seeing here, he was able to stream at 4K, and it actually the weird thing is the actual load was less. Like if you were to build a separate computer outside, it would use more power than the than the Intel Nook inside of your system. So a little weird. Uh, I will say the other thing about that uh, uh, Eden Canyon you're seeing there, it is powered. Originally, when they launched the computer elements, it used this kind of weird. It looked like an ATX 12VO connector, but it wasn't. So microfit connector it looked like it looked like ATX 12VO, but it wasn't obviously very few people had those this current version uses a standard pcie um, power connector so you just plug it into pcie six pin or eight pin and and you're good to go um so it was just kind of this cool concept that they it's still proof of concept because it's not all there yet you know you're powering it off of your main systems power supply the nook they say you should probably budget about 200 watts in there so You know, they had a 1200 watt power supply they're running comfortably with. Uh, But it's a little weird because remember, you're still plugged into the system. It's plugged in a PCIe, even though in that picture earlier was mounted using a, you know, flexible PCIe cable. So it's just mounted vertically to show it off. When you reboot your system, your main system, well, suddenly the the computer elements has no power and it's going to freak out, right? So there's some (laughs) things they're they're trying to figure out because like that's kind of a problem because, you know, if you're streaming and you got to reboot your system. You can't have your stream box suddenly go offline. So there are there are things they still have to work on that they're still trying to, you know, because but it was really this proof of concept, but I dislike the idea, of the fact that okay, as a DIYer, I would have this would have absolutely zero appeal to me at all because like I don't those well, kind of nooks are like they're neat, but I don't give a damn, but like this is like, you know, if I need a second machine in my PC, not taking any space, not all, I don't have to pay for another power supply and all this other crap, then that's actually kind of handy.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say, I mean, I, I don't fully believe him about not being able to stream <laughs> with, with a, a 3090 and a, a 12900K. Uh I Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the what they're doing. Uh But typically, I mean, with that kind of power, yeah, you can game and stream on the, on the same box. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I, I think it's more like the the prebuilt side, we actually still have one in the studio god I, I yeah i should look at i can't even remember what was in it but it literally had a full atx motherboard and then a mini itx mother, motherboard as well it, it shared the same power supply so you actually did have to boot the main one first before the 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 mini i i can't remember yeah Uh,
0: it was the cyber power box and it had had a a mini itx board mounted up high with a quad i mean that's how old this thing was it was like a quad core back then and then down (laughs) below it had like a broadwell e6 core i think and yeah i i i think his argument is like you are and it's very interesting because yeah you can stream but some people just they don't want to give up frame rates it's very interesting because they just don't want to you know because there's just people if you say like yeah you give up 30 frames a second when you're streaming if you're doing it so but i don't i don't know
1: yeah it it, you it's almost more like shaving off like five percent or something like it's it's not that heavy depending on what you're doing but i think the the thing that that is hard for me a little bit on this one I I do like that because, I mean, like, if you're thinking of taking a mini ITX motherboard, I mean, as small as those things are, like, this is way smaller, and it just plugs into the PCIe slot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, you can fit that in in almost any tower. You don't have to have a tower that fits two motherboards. Uh, So, I I, I do like that. I, I think that this is a better evolution of that. But then, yeah, you still get that same problem. Is that if you you kill power to one of them, right? Or if the the, the like if the game crashes or something, and like at least you're still streaming because you have a separate system, um, right? So yeah,
0: yeah, I would want a second. You know, I had almost like you'd think you'd want to just a separate SFX power supply to run this thing. You could go pretty low end with the power supply too, because you only need a couple hundred watts for
1: it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's interesting. I, I yeah. I
0: yeah. No, I mean, but it's. It's again a very, very, very niche use case. Oh, again, for
1: sure. <laughs> um,
0: I, I'm sure the the reason why the pre-built folks like it is because now it's like, oh, we have an option we could, we could sell to. You know, again, the streaming crowd is. I I don't want to overly generalize, but you know, you're there for your talents as a streamer. You, you know, not all of them are hardware heads, so to be able to have an off-the-shelf, you know. Take up very little space is sounds appealing, I think, to some people. But you know, a second box that you control on the outside seems also pretty handy. Although, sad, they were using the software. It's called, um, I think, uh, Screen Without Borders or something like that. Basically, it was a. So what they would do is they had a, they had two monitors, and the compute elements was basically running on the second monitor because remember it's a full-on separate machine. Mm it's mm-hmm. not yep. you can't access this the the nook through PCIe on your main box uh they would basically virtualize the you know the keyboard the mouse and the video output to the monitor over IP to your main box so you would move your mouse between both oh, screens
1: oh got to got to and it oh, would okay. feel
0: like you wouldn't know that you were on the you're actually on the second computer and you can you can run OBS and all that stuff and or, you know again if you're running Remember, you're running a part with you're going to use QuickSync for a lot of the encoding. So it was, uh, you know, it just made it was kind of cool. I mean, it was like, I mean, would I need it? Not necessarily, but it just makes you think like this is definitely more useful than the standard kind of, you know, standalone Nook. They actually did. They did a reveal on Sunday where they showed off actually Raptor Canyon,
1: Hmm. which is their
0: latest Nook. I don't know if I did you? Oh, did you sure you, you the did picture? Send me,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. So there's me actually a
0: picture of it. And this is like kind of what the Nook has turned into. Remember, they originally were like these little tiny four by four by two boxes. Yeah. And it's gotten quite big. And I have a little more insight into, like, what the point of that was. You should take a look at this, Adam. Okay. And you may like, what, what does this even make sense? Yeah,
1: I, I I even remember with Elena, I mean, we did a video on the last Nook, Nook uh, on the channel, and even Elena was like, yeah, for the price and the size, like, you might as well build small form factor to a certain degree. Like, this, this looks big.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and that is, so that's basically inside there is the 13th-gen compute elements. They didn't show us the, it's actually different than what you you just saw. I think this this one is. I mean, the whole thing is. I think it's called Raptor Canyon, um, and it is. It takes a full size graphics card, takes SFX power, and actually kind of neat. I was looking, trying to look through the mesh, and mm-hmm. it looks like the card is actually mounted under underneath, upside down. So it's actually pretty clever, and really, and I was like, you know, because my feedback is, I. Gave them the feedback, which everybody, I mean, 90% of the people here were saying, it's like, I have zero interest in this. What This does not make any sense. And I never could understand. They're like, well, look, you have to understand, you know, a lot of the the sort of Intel nooks, they're not really necessarily made for us, people like us that are into DIY, that are into our little tiny box, you know, into whatever, our big boxes or even small form factor using mini ITX." But uh, that kind of machine that you just saw in fact the, the Beast Canyon and all those things, they the appeal there is if you're say like a esports cafe anywhere in the world where you have a thousand machines, right? You got a thousand machines and you basically people are paying you money just to play PC games in, in your esports cafe. That's kind of the customer base for this. It's just that's that's really kind of where it goes to because it takes that. up no space. You don't have to deal with the you know building this machine. You don't have to deal with somebody sort of you know. You just compute elements are great, very good for service because it is a one u- unit itself. Um, but I think that you know when I I sort of like oh that's really your customer, and I think they're like hey maybe you're interested in this, and the vast majority of us are like no nah, I'm not you know. I mean <laughs> it, well
1: especially to take it to TwitchCon to be like oh yeah our yeah. you know internet cafes are our customer but let's bring it around to Twitchcon uh let's, yeah, yeah they
0: they had a bunch of them set up uh yeah. i also in fact i went into the intel arc truck and they that's what they were playing on they basically had intel arcs on on basically the previous version of the nook that uh i mean again it's size of a shoebox yeah hey mini itex is cool and for you people who like to jam your damn hands into these little <laughs> tiny boxes to build them you know it's fine but if you're building a hundred or 200 or a thousand of them for something, it's just not as easy as something like this, where it's just a drop in part. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I will say
0: about arc. So the first time I got to play on arc a seven set, well, I, I got to play with it for all of five minutes when, when Tom and Ryan came by, but actually at the Intel truck, I was able to play on arc. They had about a dozen different games you could just play on for free. And, um, i wanted to try it out see what it was like and i mean damn it was indistinguishable I, although this guy outside was trying to sell me on it he wasn't even with intel but he was like i run a lot of g force he's like i can't tell the difference between this and my thirty-eighties and 30 it's like i guess you know definitely was like it really i mean but it was running forward, at what, ab- 1080
1: 60 like
0: uh they were all running they were well they were they weren't they weren't running with like VSync on. They were all on 1080. So it was 1080, but all the games are set to high or ultra. You know, very I mean, you know, yeah, their are high. Like of you
1: yeah see a difference between a 3080 yeah and an but arc, I mean, if it's a supported isn't that game. the whole point? If it's though, a supported, right? isn't that the? I mean, but it's also point, like just you know? saying like, well, duh. Like it's. I mean, it's if it works like it's supposed to, then
0: yeah. well that's the problem of course it
1: doesn't I kind of wonder
0: like did you have games that you know they're not going to have games that were the drivers are broken but but again I guess the point is like for the average person if you don't run into drivers that are broken it was like I I mean the experience was you know I I guess because I looked at you know I kind of wondered how bad it would be considering some of the coverage that came out It's like a lot of the stuff is just kind of broken but when it is working it was fine like I, i'm sure if i switched if we had two different boxes and you played the game on different graphics vendors you probably could not tell the difference so i mean at least that tells you kind of like they're at least closer you know
1: yeah yeah cool interesting stuff uh thanks for for being the man on the street uh at twitchcon 2022 are you excited to go next year to 2023
0: yeah, no, I'm I'm I I'm actually excited for it cuz I think they didn't know what to expect. The people who ran Twitch, you know, uh, you know, again, very people are really rusty. People have not had a full on real show like this. I feel like in a long long time. So to put 40,000 consumers into one place um and then overall, you know, obviously there were some bad news that came out of it, but for the most part it went off okay, but I, I you know I think next year will be better. You know, hopefully CES and Computex and everything next year will be will be back to closer to reality. So um, that was nice. I do kind of look forward to it in a lot of ways. Although I don't, you know, a lot of the things I did down there was hang out at the Intel. I hung out at the Intel booth because they were like the only real hardware vendor that <laughs>
2: had,
0: had hardware I could look at. A lot of it was, you know, games you could play. I did go by the DaVinci booth, you know, just to talk to people over there. Have had an interesting talk and um,
1: nice. So yeah,
0: no. Overall, I'm looking forward to it. I think next year it'll be an even better show, right?
1: Yeah, and it was cool. You got to ha- hang out with uh, with Brett over to uh, yeah, US. Yeah, Tech. Was a great uh, and yeah, we we should have him on the podcast at some point. He has.
0: Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but he has a uh, he has an LTTStore.com tattoo on his butt. So. <laughs> Okay. I think it was like a fundraiser thing he did with Linus or something like that. But I was like, we were trying to get him to show his tattoo, but he, he didn't want to show it for some reason. Probably right. thought we'd get arrested.
1: Yeah, pro- I mean, you know, yeah, there's underage kids at TwitchCon. Don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> oh, I had to think about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's
1: true. <laughs> uh okay, cool. Then uh let let's let's move over to some uh Q and A. If you have a question uh right now and you're watching live, please uh at PC World uh, in the chat and I will get to it uh but if you're watching or listening to this later there's a link to our discord in the description go over there awesome awesome community we're we're building up over there and there is a channel that says full nerd questions so you can drop them in and i can hopefully bring them up on the next episode um this is a interesting one from Retro Sean he asked us actually before the show started and told me to to hold on to it uh we kind of talked about it a little bit during the 4090 with Brad but um We'll, we'll talk about it some more here. Uh, what does the team think about the new trend for everything to be factory overclocked beyond all reason? We saw that with the 7950X, and then we see it today with the 4090. Gordon, wh- wh- what do you think? I mean, and this isn't even a new trend. I would say, like, for at least a couple years on the GPU side, like, being able to, like, overclock anything. Well, even on the CPU side, like, is there really much room for any normal user to overclock something? Really? Beyond like liquid nitrogen or something like that?
0: <laughs> no, I mean that I'm again I I think I've argued that overclocking is a bit dense the first time Intel introduced turbo boost. Right? They basically took the best of the overclocking headroom for themselves. Arguably though, for the average consumer, what that meant is you didn't have to worry about overclocking. You basically they took opportunistic boosts, they knew the silicon, they made it, they knew what the limits were without blowing the thing up and they would give it to you automatically in, in boost clocks so i would it's been dead since good lord what was the first chip with turbo boost was it sandy bridge okay. yeah it might have been oh it must have been it feels like it must have been before that i can't remember but it's been dead for a long time you know because i mean when you talk about practical overclocking i don't mean and again you know for I, if you want to think of it, the racing analogy is liquid nitrogen, liquid helium, folks, those are drag racers. If you're drag racing, you're going in a straight line for a quarter mile. If you blow your engine, but you win the race, you don't care. That was success. That's kind of what I think is probably the only sort of space that's really left for somebody who just wants practical overclocking, which is I want a free 20% of performance because uh, – that's just what i can get out of the chip a lot of that has been gone for a long 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 time and these days there ain't much left at all so i that's why i get into these arguments with adam over undervolting because i think it's just kind of sad where you know the roots of overclocking was you took a 300 megahertz chip and you got 450 megahertz out of it right you just you threw a jumper and that was it that was your that was practical overclocking way back when (laughs) go from 300 megahertz to 450 megahertz
1: I'm not good at math, these but that's, days. That's a big percentage.
0: <laughs> that's a lot, right? So that's that's what actual overclocking is like. Honestly, the overclocking people have been talking about for a while is like, oh, I did you get? Did you even get fifteen percent? No, I I got four point two percent. Like, oh, okay, who cares? Like, just it's just not the same to me. So that's why like, undervolting is like the new hotness. But it, to me, it feels like it's like hypermiling in a car. It's, I Adam and I go back forth. To me, it's it feels like it's. You're getting, you're trying to get the most efficiency out of it, which is just, I mean, that's cool and all, but it's not really the same as, you know, going from 300 megahertz to 450 megahertz for free, you know, because originally Intel and AMD, mostly Intel, would take this, they'd take this chip, they sell some Pentium 2400s for a lot of money for $900. If you bought the Pentium 300 megahertz, you could get 100 megahertz out of it by throwing a, dip switch or throwing a jumper or you got a celeron 300a you got a ton of performance because they intentionally would limit those chips from clocking up higher and those things would run all day because they were just that good <laughs> that's to me like the heyday of what you really through practical overclocking days is what you really get out of it
1: yeah yeah no for now, yeah, I uh, undervolting is kind of the 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 newest form of it, but yeah, I mean, it's not the same thing. It's not like you're like, oh my God, I'm I'm moving from a a, a twelve seven hundred k to a twelve nine hundred k by just doing an undervolt or something like that, or an overclock. It, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't happen anymore. Uh, that is crazy, but yeah oh you know and we did have a ten dollar super chat from a friend of the show vc jester thank you so much said uh uh use this money to get gordon some some southern food to uh to boost your oh. energy so you you look a little tired some fried chicken uh, <laughs> i went to
0: popeyes when i was in san diego
1: oh there you go boom <laughs> uh, yeah was,
0: there's was almost a fight outside in the parking lot so I was like i knew i was an authentic place for so.
1: <laughs> okay Nice. Uh, Okay, so uh, I'm going to move over to Discord. Um, Weedabix uh, asked, and we talked about this a little bit again on the 4090, will the DisplayPort 1.4 problem with uh, the 4090, is is it going to handicap the card? It's faster than the spec is, so aren't you losing performance since you can't draw the frames from the card to the screen? What do you think, Gordon? Uh
0: it does feel like that is somewhat of a limitation especially as newer monitors come out at like i mean honestly i mean does anybody need an ak panel but those in an ak panel obviously you would need um, more more uh resolution out of that display port connector and it does seem like a limitation a limiting factor and i i asked that specifically like what's up with why you use that and they're like well. It was just, that's the way it was. It was baked when that was there. It wasn't ready. So, but again, we, we touched on this earlier, you know, ARC has display point 2.0 and go look at the videos over on Steve's channel where he had a bunch of monitors that just would not come up with it. Because again, I'll, I'll say this. New standard, a standard is how all the hardware companies can all get together to agree to make something a little bit different than the others, so it doesn't work. That's what <laughs> new standards often means. It doesn't mean what you think it does, because it never works that way.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It is kind of a a weird bummer limit, but I mean to to your point, uh, it's like the amount of people. Man, I can't even imagine. Like right now, the amount of people who have a four K. 120 hertz monitor. I mean, Brad does, but, uh, you know, like, I mean, that's got to be such a small segment. Like, in five years, say in five years, how many yeah. people are going to have that, you know, that or even pushing beyond 8K? I mean, I get it. Like, I, I mean, if you're going to put this much money into a card, you would want it to be future-proof, I guess, to, you know, for if we're throwing around that that term, mm. I, I, I mean, that's yeah. silly, but yeah, I mean... Nah, I, I get it. I mean, do I wish they included it? Sure. Do I think it's going to handicap the card and people aren't going to buy it? No.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not going to be a deal breaker. Not a, it's not a deal breaker, but it's a it's a bit of a bummer. But again, that just shows you how long Nvidia's been sitting on this part too. Um, and I think you know, with even with display 1.4 and you know uh, DSC, whatever the hell it is, Display Stream, whatever they call it, something stream compression, um, it'll you're 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 probably just fine i think so but it does you would wish it would but i mean the way people upgrade monitors by the time it even matters you'll be up you'll be on the next generation card anyway so
1: most likely yeah uh we got one from a audi kid um is it time to upgrade to faster pcie slots storage speeds and ram i'm looking to upgrade my 9900 kf uh, to the thirteenth gen, or grab a Ryzen seventy nine hundred X. Uh, yeah. Do 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 you, do think... you need it?
0: A... Oh, yeah. They, they
1: don't they don't say what they do with their system, but I mean, if you're just gaming, well, let's take it from a couple different angles. If you're just gaming, do you think uh things like you know, uh newer PCIe slots, storage speeds, and RAM make a difference for just gaming?
0: I I wouldn't do it. I I always. My general advice is you put as much money into the graphics card as you can. Nine hundred K is still an awesome um, CPU for everything. Obviously, if you're going to be running a forty ninety, <laughs> it might sort of bottleneck you somewhat. But at the same time, if if I'm picking a, between a forty ninety or a, a thirty seventy and a new CPU, I I will take the forty ninety and I'd rather deal with that because it just I just don't think CPUs are that are making that much of a difference. I know that everybody likes to overly focus on that sometimes, but I, I just think for gamers, GPU first, you know. Well, and well, I yeah. wouldn't worry about I wouldn't worry about Gen four speeds or RAM. Yeah, sure, it's faster, but is it is it the cost of new motherboard, new CPU, new RAM faster? Um
1: I don't new think SSD, it's worth it.
0: yeah. And new SSD. I I don't definitely know. I mean, hell no. You nine nine hundred ninety nine hundred KF You know, wait for, I don't know what monitor you have, but wait for the reviews to come in. Or I, I'm in the. I don't, did he say or she what graphics card they have?
1: No, not, not the graphics card, not the use case, Uh, which is why, yeah, I want to talk. So, but I mean, if you're talking about content creation, I mean, if you're doing video editing or any sort of encoding, I mean, yes, you're going to get a huge jump (laughs) over 9900K uh, on, on, I, I would say everything except for the RAM to tell you the truth like I, I mean i think ddr5 does give an uplift here and there but like i think out of the 3 that they mentioned uh storage speeds is probably going to be the biggest one uh like i mean yeah being able to switch to gen 4 drives on my work machine uh and like just like throw around huge file sizes like like nothing is is awesome <laughs> so yeah
0: and then i would also argue that you know it the memory does make a difference if we're getting into content creation you know things like quick sync when combined with DDR5 give um, nice performance boost. So if you're if you're doing video editing um, and you're using quick sync, but the fact that you have a 9900 kf <laughs> oh
1: yeah, you're not have anyway. Quick, quick sync yeah, yeah. So they're, they're I don't probably think probably
0: just gaming. But you just you know you have to look at what you're using it for. You know, just gaming. I don't want to say just gaming, but yeah, you know, yeah, you have yeah. to look at your use case and then tailor the hardware for it. And if you're mostly playing games, then a better GPU. And say if you're on a 10-series GPU or maybe 20, like a 2060 class, yeah, going to whatever the new a newer faster card is going to be a better investment for your money for most gaming. Because the 900K is still a very decent gaming uh, CPU. Gaming is is still mostly not CPU bound, not using a lot of cores. Although I was talking to somebody at Twitch, and they were saying, yeah, Spider-Man is like.
1: It's it's, it's very really CPU bound, yeah. Very
0: CPU bound in a lot of a lot of threads surprisingly. So 9900K F is a little getting a little behind the curve, but again, put money into a brand new graphic card before you throw away all that and and you know, if you're if you're going to like throw away your CPU motherboard and RAM and SSD to use your same 2060 with a brand new CPU and all the associated junk is not worth it to me.
1: Uh, oh, man, uh, there's a good question. I wanted to wait for Brad, so I guess I'll uh I'll wait on that one. Um, Weedabix uh, asks a, another question. Uh, Is Intel going to launch Raptor Lake with some kind of eco mode uh, because of this negativity about hot CPUs, or are they happy to pr- push performance all the way?
0: You know, I was talking to somebody a little bit, and I think it was, so they're 65-watt. It sounds like it's a direct, you know, analogy at, um, to eco mode, and it isn't. I don't think it's going to be a set aside like particular eco mode they're pushing, but they are sh- saying, and they have said, I'm trying to make sure if I can say this, but they, the efficiency, yeah, they showed the efficiency thing off, right? Did, they yeah. did, yeah, yeah. There was a so thing. they're basically saying, look how efficient this is that we are um, performing the same as twelve nine hundred k at. Sixty-five watts. So on a, on a thirteen nine
1: hundred K. Thirteen
0: nine hundred K, and I don't think it's being necessarily pushed. Like, in, I mean, honestly, you could argue AMD isn't really pushing it either because <laughs> to enable eco mode, sort of the set aside cutouts, you had to go into the BIOS, dive in, like go into the closet, go into that closet, go into the <laughs> well, right now, right now. That closet, it, it should be in Ryzen make-
1: Master. Yeah. Well, I mean, but S3. you know, yeah.
0: it should be, but it wasn't. So, was it really being pushed, or is that something somebody threw on it? I'm saying it wasn't ready at launch as sort of an end user feature, mm, for sure. There's really nothing to stop Intel from integrating into XTU the same thing, right? So you can limit you can limit the you can limit the the TDP of these parts already. Well, so actually, it's... no,
1: because XTU won't run on non-K parts. Yeah, but I mean, there's probably
0: something they could. I mean, you yeah. can still limit those in the BIOS on the. Yeah, you know. yeah. There's, you know, I, I don't think. But yeah, no, are they going to do that because of all the sensitivities overheat? No, I think they're going to say, why don't you go jump off a cliff, because nobody cares. We don't. You say that. You all say that internet, you all say like, Oh, I care about efficiency. You go in a store and you buy the part that's faster is what happens. That's what everybody universally does. All you're talking about the efficiency thing, but you go and you buy the faster thing is what happens (laughs) these companies like the day you stop buying based on better performance and you only buy an efficiency, that will be the day that it all changes and it's not there yet. So we'll see.
1: Uh, let's see. Um, Pyrocumulus asked a, a little bit ago, and I, I I forgot to get to it. Uh, given that there are infinite combinations of numbers and letters, why is there a blue B660 and a red B650 chipset? Why <laughs> why 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 are the chipset names so close to each other, Gordon? I've well, if I were Intel, I'd
0: say it's AMD copying us, right? Because if you actually look at it a lot of what AMD has had to do with its marketing because Intel has literally dominated PCs for a long, long, long time. AMD is the one that really has camped Intel. You know, they're the McDowells, okay? Intel is McDonald's, (laughs) and AMD has been the (laughs) McDowells. I know a lot of people that just showed up think that's not true, but it is. I mean, Core i5, Core i7, Core i3, hmm, Ryzen 3, Ryzen 5, Ryzen 7, right? I mean... There's a reason why and it's the language that people understand um, when they are marketing these products and it's for the average person looking at a website or going into a store they want to see parity uh, that's the same thing on chipsets It's the same thing on CPUs. Um, it's unfortunate because it is confusing for people like I, I've lost track of the chipset naming at this point because I don't even know like who yeah. owns Z, e, who has X who's got you know yeah, like you almost have hard. to say, it's X this with for Intel, or I, I don't, I've lost track of it, but you know, in, in Intel's defense, it would say, yeah, th- you know, they're McDowell's. Okay. There's like a whole thing. They must, like, you get that in Andy. It's like, yo, they got the, they got the Core i5. We got the Ryzen 7. You know, like, it's just <laughs> so. Um, but it is because the average consumer is not going to be sophisticated enough or to want to look at what some, if they didn't use, and then if to, And to be fair to AMD, if they didn't use this sort of language that Intel has used to communicate to consumers, then then it would be a mistake on their part because a lot of people wouldn't understand that theirs is better, right? They wouldn't go like, oh, this part is actually literally better than the Intel one. But (laughs) the fact that this, they see, oh, Core i7 versus Ryzen, I mean, there's definitely been times where Ryzen 5, there there are times where Ryzen 7 would whoop. Uh, core i9 easily right so so it it is responsible it is it is it is um i'm not going to blame anybody for doing it and you shouldn't get angry for doing it because that is what they should be doing because they're looking after their bottom line and communicating communicating to consumers and unfortunately for the chip hardware nerds it is it is confounding but that's that's the reality of the world
1: Uh well the reality of my world is that BB is hungry so she's oh. uh she's starting to to pester me so um yeah i got i got one last question it was a a super chat from uh v our friend of the show vc Jester, gave us $5 thank you so much said gordon would you rather kids try undervolting or start another reaction channel
0: I guess i don't know the reaction channel would be more entertaining in some ways i guess because you know i would think what would happen the reality is the actual reality would be was would be the kids would create a reaction channel about undervolting <laughs> and so, and that's actually the reality because you're going to take like oh, oh maybe you can do this good thing and said no if that's not we're going to take the good thing that you think is good and we're going to turn into a negative and that's it <laughs> i'm going to be every single place why don't you undervolt it? Why don't you undervolt this? You should undervolt I was like, okay, that's that's exactly that's that's the internet today. So that would be like I'd I would have an entire stream just we'd be <laughs> reacting to they should undervolted this. That that's that's the way it is, if it well, annoys there you, go. you, yes.
1: Yeah. There, there we go. Uh <laughs> all right. Cool. Well that that was fun. It was uh I'm 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 sorry that, that you're tired, Gordon. I'm bummed that uh that brad's tired this is tis the season everybody's working their butts off uh it yeah is, it is we we are in the slog of it
0: um we are in the slog of it and, and yeah. you know this is the unfortunate thing about competition i mean the good thing though is one it's good for you consumer buying hardware nothing makes people work harder than you not buying their crap so if you're buying somebody else's crap they want to make you buy their crap and the only way to do that is make it either better or cheaper and so that's what's awesome. But um, do remember, again, I'm just tired because I drove, I was in my car driving up I-5. Um, just remember, for harder reviewers, please thank them first and then bring up your butt. Don't immediately start with the butt, 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 <laughs> but, but, butt, 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 but, butt, butt. It should be, thank you for your hard work. I know you're tired, but I sure would like to see what would happen if, if it were this with this. You shouldn't immediately, but, 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 yeah, don't just start that. No, don't. Definitely.
1: Okay. Well, Gordon, you're doing a great job, but can you take us out of here? Oh, yeah. Let
0: me find my notes here.
1: Yeah. But Adam, did you overvolt
0: that? Did you overclock it? Did you use this version of the OS? Did you use that option? PC what? Jester no, I... says uh,
1: Gordon looks like he's undervolted right now. Yeah, I am. I need more <laughs> caffeine here. There you go. Get some caffeine.
0: <laughs> Check back next week for your Fix-It PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please do leave a review every time you do. Somebody goes on the internet and they go, but, 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 but <laughs> did you do? But, but, what about this, but, no, but, what about this that. Cooler. Did you try that T D P? What about with VBS on? What about VBS off? How about did you try it upside down? What about with this cooler? What about with RGB on? Yes. Every time you do that, they will then say that. Same questions in the comments to the full internet at PCworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Chakas, who's left already. <laughs> bye. And bye. BB will say bye. And Anne Patrick Murray's gonna hit the out switch.
1: Uh thanks everyone. We have uh we have some cool stuff coming up, so keep Keep locked. Subscribe. Smash a bell till it gets a crack in it, just like the Liberty Bell. Uh, Just like that Liberty Bell. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm still looking for the receipt. Philadelphia is still looking for the receipt for that.
1: (laughs) There you go. Thanks, everybody. Bye.